we got yeah. Transformers coming the week after that, and we'll certainly oh. be watching and weeping we'll, we'll, through we'll, that We'll movie. be watching Kate Yeager. Yeah. And Kate Yeager <laughs> and Shane Dyson. What the hell are these names? You know what those names are? So these, we saw a little preview for Transformers tonight, and they were... Mark Wahlberg's name is Kate Yeager, and the kid's name is Shane Dyson. You know what those names sound like? Those sounds like the rejected names from Boogie Nights. Yeah. When Mark Wahlberg, yeah. when Dirk Diggler is trying to come up with his his porn name, those sound like rejected Dirk Diggler porn Katie names. Kate Yeager. <laughs> Want to Kate my Yeager? Kate, Kate your Yeager. I got to Shane your Dyson. This is terrible. <laughs> this is all awful. Welcome to Daily Screening Podcast. As always, my name is Daily. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hello. And my partner in sophomoric crime, Bartholomew. Hello, Bart. Hey. Hello. Hi. Uh, today we're talking 22 Jump Street. Jamie and I, we watched the original last night. So, for the millionth for the, yeah, for the Yeah, for approximately the 4,000th time. Um... Now, I don't. I don't remember because I think I saw it in theaters a couple times. Because I, I remember going to an early screening of this. Did I see it in theaters? I know I saw it in theaters with you, right? Yes. He's looking at me, Jamie. I don't remember if that's true. I honestly don't remember if I saw it in theaters or if I just saw it on DVD for the first time. I think you saw it with me in theaters. I was going to okay. say I don't think I saw it in theaters. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. I was going to say I know I went with you. I feel like I may have gone with Bill. Also, I think I think I literally went to two sneak screenings of that movie because it was so fucking funny. Um, I don't remember the when second I saw one the first was time. not as sneaky. I know I loved it. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I mean, I've seen it many, many, many times since. It's amazing, and it's and it's one of those movies that. So Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the directors, um, these guys have improbably maintained a perfect track record as directors. Um, and not only do not only is every one of their movies a great movie, but every one of their movies is a great movie in spite of the fact that they're movies that should not work on like their most basic level. Like mm-hmm. the the pitch, the premise, the very foundation that the film is built upon uh, just shouldn't make for a good movie. And yet they have not only made it good, they've made it startlingly good. They've made it amazing every time. Um, 21 Jump Street is a, is a great example of that. Uh, there are other movies, um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, uh, which is, you know, a movie based on a, a children's book with very minimal sort of plot. So, uh, with, when that came out, it was sort of kind of like when they made a movie of The Grinch. You were like, yeah, that's a 12 page book. Like, what? how do you make 90 minutes of movie out of that? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 21 Jump Street uh, and the Lego movie, which is also, fuck, you go, yeah, okay, there's no, there's no story to Legos, like, how do you make a movie out of fucking blocks, uh, but it's, but that movie's fantastic, um, and so now they're back with 22 Jump Street, and again, you know, comedy sequels never work. Nope. Comedy sequels are, you know, they are perpetually, perennially, uh, lackluster. They never live up to the original. Caddyshack! Okay, check two. Uh, this year, the big example was uh, Anchorman. Anchorman, one of the all-time classic, modern classics. Um, and, man, I had really high hopes for Anchorman 2. Uh, it really felt like those were the guys who might be able to sort of finally break through that break through that ceiling, if you will. Uh, I will not. <laughs> and, and finally give us a comedy sequel that, that lived up to the original. And no... No, that is not the case. Anchorman 2 was super fucking disappointing. Uh, this, however, not at all disappointing. Yep. Man. This... Well, I think it's because it was so acutely aware of the original, and they it was, they made references to it all the time. Well, and that's one of the things that really works about 21 Jump Street, is that, you know, they're aware <coughs> that... They're aware that this is a... 
you know, a reboot, a, or no, I shouldn't say a reboot, but a, uh, an adaptation of a, you know, mediocre 80s TV show mm-hmm. that if it didn't star Johnny Depp, like, nobody wouldn't would care. Be, yeah, no one would give a shit, basically. Um, and so the movie yeah, constantly makes reference to that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and is sort of basically a riff on, uh, the fact on, on not only the franchise itself, like when they're, uh, in the school and all the teachers are like, man, this is terrible. I should really be doing something. A kid died and no one's doing anything about it. You know, like the plot holes of these types of stories. Uh, but then there, you know, the great scene, uh, with Nick Offerman as the, as the police lieutenant, um, who is, you know, literally spells out the story in terms of shitty remakes and shitty reboots and lack of original ideas. Um, and so, yeah, they continue that here um, with the idea of sequels, uh, which is which is a really smart approach to take, right. you yep. know? Yep. Um, the idea that sequels are never good as the original, they spend way more money and everything's way more elaborate, uh, but all anyone wants to see is the people doing the same thing over and over again. Do the same thing you did before. Um, and And, yeah, no, it's... It's it's really it's a really smart approach to take, um, and also really it also feels like really obvious. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Based on you know having seen the original, it's like yeah. Well, of course, of course, that's the way they would go. The original has this sort of subtle joke uh, where they they don't say where they live. It's just metropolitan police department. Yep. Um, and they never make references to any specific places or locations. And here they really play up with that. Um, you know, they go to met- the little metropolitan city, state, state university, yeah, MC yeah. state, MC state, exactly. Um, and, uh, the, all of the buildings have, uh, they, at first they're doing, uh, class, they're taking classes online and it's the university of internet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there were, there were Puerto Mexico. We have Puerto Mexico. Uh, there's a, there's a really funny gags with the, the names of the buildings. Oh my God. Like, like they go by the Benjamin Hill film studies building while they're chasing each other, playing the Benny Hill music. Yep. There was another one. Did you remember what it was, Shay? No, and I meant to Google it and maybe I will while we're talking, but there was one very early on in the movie that I thought was so funny and I was going to point it out to you. But I didn't want to be that guy who talks in the movie theater. Opposed to all those other guys who were talking in the movie. So now I gotta Google it. What I thought was interesting, though, was when we got to that scene in this movie where uh, Nick Offerman is, again, sort of spelling out the this is a sequel and do the same thing and we're spending more money. Nobody gave a shit about it last time. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, there. And that when I saw the first one, that scene killed. Yeah. Because that was the scene that really kind of keyed you in, really on. It's like, okay, that's the hook of this movie is that sort of self awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it was the a weird audience or what, but like I thought that scene was just as funny as it was the fir- in the first movie, and nobody in that theater was laughing. I don't know if if it was just the audience or what, but like, nobody laughed at that scene, and I can't. I did. I yeah, I felt like, but it felt like it was very quiet, and I was like, I, I got a little nervous for a second that we were going to have, that I was like, oh man, is this audience just, are they just here to see, like, dick jokes and, like, Channing Tatum be silly? I mean, not that I have a problem with Channing Tatum being silly, but it felt like, do I got, you, I got, do you have a problem with dick jokes? No, no, I got, but I got really worried for a minute that, you know, you can still see we, the were Nickelodeon. Gonna, we were going to be the only ones laughing at a lot of things, basically. That there was a whole other level of that movie that the audience wasn't going to be interested there in. There was that one joke that only we laughed at. Well, well, yes, there was. <laughs> uh, where, yes, where the, where the movie literally explicitly called out the inside joke that only you and I use ever. A throwaway joke from Harold and Kumar that you and I oh. cannot, cannot oh, relinquish. Much, the two much. Of you. Well, we use it more than anyone else. For the podcast listeners, I have never once been called right. Ever! <laughs> I am wrong. Not wrong! I am not wrong! It's the closest I ever get. <laughs> okay. Well, you're not wrong. But oh. you don't say that, is my point. You don't No, I don't reference. because it's annoying. Okay. That's all going to get cut out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I it know, is. I'm sure it is. Yep. No way that's making it into. You're correct. Not you're wrong. not wrong, Brian! How hard was that? You're correct! 
capable. <laughs> was not not capable. I wasn't even thinking oh, about it. I know! That's what makes it terrible. Ooh, you're not wrong. No, you're correct. Oh, you do know the words. Okay, maybe it's not getting cut out. <laughs> okay. I'll be sleeping on the couch tonight. Well, this has gone horribly <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> this look, I mean, most of the stuff that I wrote down here in my notes are just sort of things that made me laugh, like mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the red herring joke, which I think is very funny. That sort of go, I feel like that kind of goes along with the buildings. Uh, the guy yes. who has the red mohawk, and they're they're looking for a tattoo, and he goes, "Oh, here's my tattoo," and it's a literal red herring on his on on his arm because I was his high school mascot. I mean, mm -hmm. that shit's very funny. Uh, I the, didn't even like. I as soon as he said, "Oh, we're the red herrings," I tapped you like, "Haha, that's funny." And I even get, I didn't even make the connection about the hair. Until yeah, you said it like, "Oh, and he has red hair, red herring." Mm-hmm. Uh, Ice Cube's office. Is a good bit. Like, oh, it looks like a giant cube of ice. He's in a big glass box. Effectively, um, an Apple store. Yes, exactly. Yes, That's I what was I thought. That too. It's a tiny Apple store. Um, uh, the, the I I really like the the you know the yin yangs everywhere. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, it's in like literally the opening minutes of the movie. Um, but there's all like the DJ in the at the end in the big Diplo. Yeah. He's he's wearing a shirt with a yin yang on it. Mm -hmm. um, the yangs. Yes, the yangs are the twins, twins next yeah. across the hall. That's exactly right. Um, so yeah, they're they're you know, and that's sort of the big part of this movie. Which you know, so the 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 first one is all about basically two guys who didn't get along, and then basically learning to be friends, even though one sort of becomes friendship <laughs> like an anthropomorphic pot of noodles uh and Patton Oswalt in this movie in a one little lovely scene um but the, and speaking of red herrings you throw someone like Patton Oswalt in a scene for two seconds I thought that was gonna like mean something later like I thought he was gonna turn out to be the supplier or something like that even though I said to myself I was like Considering they keep saying, like, this is the same as the first one, this is the same as the first one, I was like, well, if it's the same as the first one, it's going to be the psych guy, like the therapist yeah. guy, because that would be the same as the first one. But then I was like, they're going to change that at some point. So I feel like Patton was the way they were going to change that, and it was going to turn out to be Patton the whole time, because I can't believe Patton was only in that movie for 90 seconds. Dude, Patton does that a lot, though. He often like when, shows up in the movie just for a few minutes. But it's like when we were watching Walter Mitty, and we recognized Patton's voice on the phone yeah. right away, we were like, well, he's going to show up, because it's Patton. And so then, of course, he did, and he like had a part to play and everything in that movie so it was like when he showed up for 90 seconds I was like he's gonna come back like no. he's gonna be the big bad or something he's I knew he wasn't back. gonna he's come back. back he 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 often shows up in movies just for a you know a quick one scene kind of thing that didn't surprise me at all I will say for a minute I really thought that the uh the turnaround um was gonna be that the supplier was uh was Nick Offerman uh, oh, for really? a minute there. For, for a second, I thought Ice Cube. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I, I, I don't know if I would have gotten, would have, that felt like, that would have been a bridge too far, I think. I For for a minute there, I thought it was going to be Nick Offerman. Well, when, especially when they said he's paying, the ghost's paying tuition for a kid and stuff like that. I still right. I think like it was going to be Ice Cube's kid was going to be involved and it right. was going to be a thing. No, I uh, I figured I figured Nick Offerman when they were closing the case down and he was on TV saying he was exactly like the last yeah. case and uh, you know closing the file and being like I get out of my office I was like oh no it's going to be you know that he it was secretly him the whole time like that would have been I think an interesting turnaround um, but it certainly wouldn't have been as funny as. Yeah, Jillian Bell really steals that movie, um, and she's also not, you know, her sort of running running gag uh, is that she's always making fun of Joan Hill for looking old. She's also not very young. I mean, she's playing like a mother of multiple children on uh, uh, on Eastbound and Down, where she's like a suburban mom, like soccer mom. Um, but yeah, she I, she really kind of stole it from me at the end. That whole fight scene, um, not so much with the old man jokes, which, which they were all funny, um, but I really loved the, the idea of her just being like 
a college girl in the middle of this, like, crazy action scene. Like, like when the guy gets shot, and she's like, oh my god, did you just get shot right after I said that? Oh my god, that's crazy. Can I have yeah, your gun? Your gun's bigger than mine. I want mine. Yeah. I have that one. Like, her whole attitude, that, like, unfazed attitude, was just comedy gold. It's just, like, left and right. I loved it. In the first one, there's a whole bit about Jonah Hill not being able to shoot his gun. Um, and in this one, it's about him being able to jump. <laughs> like it's li- it's the it's the exact same structure of the joke where the first one he constantly is put in a position where he has to shoot and yeah, he chokes and he can't do has it. To help it. Yeah, exactly. And in this one, it's just about him being able to jump on do things. Anything yep. physical. Yeah, yeah. Like, jump on the helicopter, jump up the drain pipe, jump you know go up the grappling hook up the side of the building. Yeah, I'd say I really appreciated the walk of shame. <laughs> the walk of shame joke is really funny when he recognizes the girl. On the, the second time, hey Susan, I just want to go home and watch Friends all Lauren. afternoon. Is it Lauren? All right, yeah. I'll take that. Um, yeah, no, those are those those were great. Um, the fact that he's carrying. I was gonna say, shoes. but I don't know if like we want to go there. I feel like I go there when you guys don't want to go there. But like when you put that in juxtaposition with the whole like prison thing with Riggle yeah. and Eric, yeah, mm-hmm. it's Dave problematic. Franco, yeah. It's very problematic. How so? Because, okay, they shot his dick off, and now it's like, oh, I have a vagina now. And so you've already set up this kind of, like, troubling dichotomy of, like, oh, well, if you don't have a penis, you might as well have a vagina, as though, like, gender and sexuality is that simple and that black and white. And, like, oh, yeah, you don't have a penis, you should have a vagina. Like, you're a girl now, whatever. Like, that's what gender means. And that's not really okay. Yeah. And I'm not super okay with prison rape jokes, which is basically what they were doing with the entire relationship between Rob yeah. Riggle and Eric. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And then, like, whether or not his vagina is working and whether or not he has a period and everything. And so then when you have those scenes and then you later have, like, Jonah Hill being the one guy in this, like, massive shot of all these, like, walk of shame women and... The entire movie has, like, a giant through joke of whether or not, like, Jenko and Schmidt, like, how couple they are yeah. versus, like, whether or not they're just partners and what that means. Right. And, like, Schmidt's, like, the girl and everything. I just, I didn't like it very much. And especially considering they had that whole weird, like, sub-thing about Jenko taking human sexuality classes and, like, wanting to comment on whether or not, like, what you could call people and not yeah. call people and trying mm-hmm. to be, like, more aware of his um, gay slurs and everything mm-hmm. and trying to, like, be a different guy now that he's learned about it and everything. It just, like, it was a very odd... It was a cop-out. Yeah, but I just, I didn't, I really, like, I need to put my thoughts in better order, but I just really didn't like the idea of, like, my dick got shot off and so now I have a vagina and now I'm, like, practically a woman. It's like, that's not, I, that's not how I, gender works. I think like, he said... Not, I just, I really didn't appreciate it. See, I feel like it's all bullshit, though. I feel like we're not actually meant to believe that he has a vagina. I feel like... Because Eric, Eric's literally in there the whole scene saying, No, you don't. You don't have a vagina. Stop it. Like No, he didn't say you don't have a vagina. He said your d- vagina doesn't work. When he was trying to say, I... I'm just so bitchy when Aunt Flo comes to town. Oh, oh my yeah, god, yeah. I'm bleeding all over the place. And Eric was like, your vagina doesn't work. That's what he said. I think he also said they replaced it with a vagina. Yes. Right, but that's not... Which, they, which doesn't help. Like that. No, 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 I know that. Because I know, it's that I know, whole, like, penis envy thing. Like, I hate to break it to you, men. We don't want one. They no. seem unwieldy. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> we're not sitting around jealous of your penises. I, like, they don't seem enjoyable, and we really don't want them. So I just don't I like the idea. So, no, but I just don't like the idea of like, oh, well, I don't have a penis, so I might as well have a vagina. Almost like this is a secondary thing, and this is like the fallback and the plan B. Well, I don't. I, I wouldn't can't go. have I, what I really want. I'll take that. But also, just the like that's not how gender and sexuality works. Like, no, I, it just it drives me crazy. I understand. I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily the fallback position. Like I, I can't. I don't have a penis, so like. Might as well. Well, no, but I mean, like... Might as well have this shitty other option. I don't think that was the implication. 
I don't think it was like, man, fucking, I guess I got this vagina. He was excited about his vagina. I Come on, he was very excited know. about his vagina. You mentioned the the idea of them as a couple, of Jenko and Schmidt yes. as a couple. Um, and I, I really, okay, I know I did this last time and I'm about to do it again, but I really, 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 really wanted it to turn out that Jenko and Zook were going to really be a thing and I was going to be so happy and so excited. And I was going to be like, Jesus, 22 Jump Street, did you really just do that? Were you like that subversive without like making a big deal out of it? You didn't even like put it in the advertising or like make that any part you of You thought the they art. were going to make out at some point? No, like I thought it was really going to go that way and that they were really going to turn out to be a couple. Because Jenko is like your quintessential, like, oh, I just want to, like, have sex and get drunk, whatever. And then when they had that, like, actual adorable, very literal meet-cute. Yes. I really, Which is hilarious. really thought that's where they were going. And I was about to be like, oh, my God, this is the most, like, progressive, amazing movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, Django and the football player are, like, really going to turn out to be a couple, especially when... The football player, when Jenko was like, oh, well, can I bring Schmidt to the rush? You know, can I bring him to the frat house? Like, he's my bro. And he was like, oh, are you two, like, you're together? You're like, And he was like, oh, he's my bro, he's my bro. I really thought that they were going to try to be a couple. And it was going to be this, like, insanely progressive, amazing thing that came out of nowhere. Like, it was nothing because it is 2014. I was about to be so excited. It did <laughs> It did, no, that did that not, did not happen. happen. No, not at all. Did you, did you really think that was going to happen? I Okay. For a split second, I really did. I was so excited. I was gonna give like even more credit to this movie for being amazing, and it didn't. No, that didn't happen. I'm okay. one day, one day. Yeah, okay, maybe. I really like the idea of them playing them as a couple this time, uh, whereas last time it was all about them being brothers, um, because it was literally getting them to sort of trust each other and and be friends. So this was sort of about them being friends and that friendship sort of breaking down and, and building it back up. So the idea of playing them as a couple was really funny to me, not so much in the, like, people mistaking them as for being a gay couple, um, but, like, the scene uh, when they're rushing and they well, you they make leave. breakup jokes all the time. Well, no, yeah, no, the, the breakup scene, where it's literally, it is the, like, high school boyfriend, girlfriend, like, Go, who go to college and then have, and then break up. But, oh, we can still be friends and maybe it's an open relationship or whatever. Like, that part of it was, like, th that undertone made that whole thing extremely funny to me. Um, Marry a guy with a yacht! <laughs> I, I know, I really, I really dug, I really dug that, that, that whole part of it. I don't know if I necessarily, like, you said, oh, like, they're playing him as the woman and, I mean, look, the, the, Walk of Shame scene, that's absolutely true. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, for the rest yes. of it, it didn't feel like they were trying to make him feminine. I think they were just, I think that was just, he was not the football player. He was just the, you know, the yin to the yang, as the movie would very much like us to see it. <laughs> it's blatantly. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a lot here. I, it's, it's really funny. Yeah. Um, I like the first one. I really liked this one. Uh, do, what do you think of what do you think of these two? Uh, you know, Tatum and uh, and Hill. Well, they're an odd couple. Yeah, no, they're I mean another odd couple, and it works. Yeah, they have good on-screen yeah. chemistry, and they're funny. Well, and it's interesting because I think in it, you know, especially so one of the previews we saw was. Uh, for the interview with uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco. And they're a similar style mm -hmm. of odd couple in that, you know, Franco's like the James Dean, like, good-looking guy, mm -hmm. and Rogen is not that. Right, um, and meanwhile, Franco is creepy and weird all the time. Well, yeah, no, there's a whole other element to that, I mean, for, for sure. Um, but, but they, they... I do not trust that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, but I, I really like... These guys feel like, I mean, if for no other reason than the visual of Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill is so is so mismatched. Yeah. But their 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 comic energies really just fit together so perfectly. You know what they remind me of? Thor and Loki. In what way? Well, those two actors, I mean. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, Hemsworth and Hiddleston, yeah. Yeah, which I wasn't, that's why I did that. It's, <laughs> it's fewer syllables. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, they just, you can, you can always tell when people on screen get along really well mm -hmm. in life. I mean, 
Oh, yeah. Bill Murray. Harold Ramis. Yeah, they no. just get along. Absolutely. And, I mean, even Evolution. I mean, Orlando Jones and uh, David Duchovny. Well, they, they just get along. Right. You can tell. You can always tell. It's really funny because throughout the movie, I was thinking about... A lot of what I like about Channing Tatum is the same sort of thing I like about Seth Rogen, and, like, maybe it's naive and it's based all on, like, what they're presenting to me, but they both just seem, like, legitimately nice, down-to-earth guys. Like, that's just kind of how they seem, and, like, I really do feel that's how they are, and maybe one day that illusion will be shattered, but I prefer to think it won't. But so the entire (laughs) movie, I was just thinking to myself, like, Seth Rogen and Channing Tatum should make a movie together. Like, I bet that would be a wonderful movie. Like, they both just seem, like, on the same page about a lot of things, and they both seem awesome. So that entire coda at the end with, like, all the different jump streets, and then one of them has Seth Rogen replacing Jonah Hill. Yeah. And so it's Seth Rogen Suddenly and Channing Suddenly you wanted Tatum. to see that like, movie. Yes! Yes! I was like, it's like the credits people could see into my mind and what knew what I would want you? before yeah. I even that's great. And it made me so happy. And then, well, yes, I did want to see that movie. Well, and that's what I'm wondering. You know, so, like, we've seen, we're, you know, we've now seen a number of movies with uh, Rogan and Franco together. Uh, you know, they, they, they've they really sort of taken their relationship. You know, they, they did a fucking apocalypse movie, and now they've got this this interview movie. And, uh, you know, obviously, it goes all the way back to Freaks and Geeks, um, Pineapple Express, you know, all this stuff. So I'm, I'm wondering, you know, do we think? Do you think that this is going? The same thing could happen with Tatum and Hill. You know, obviously they've got this particular franchise. And look, Channing. The thing is, like Channing Tatum, because he's not a comedian the way Frank. I mean, Franco also does drama work and, and sure. serious movies to be sure. Um, and Spider Man. Yeah, and, and Spider Man, big budget franchise stuff. Um, so, but the thing, Tatum. Tatum really feels like. Uh, you know, first of all, I mean, he's, yeah, he does stuff like G.I. Joe, uh, and these, and these big budget, you Oh, know, God, the White House thing that they made a reference to. I yeah, White House. they Dev, made a yeah. reference to that movie that cracked me up. Uh, but, you know, he, and he also does, you know, he does all, all this stuff. I thought it seemed like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tatum does all this stuff with Soderbergh, uh, and he's got this, this drama coming out this year, Foxcatcher, which, you know, by all accounts, you know, he could very well end up uh, as an Oscar nominee this year. Um, so I know, by right? The way. But uh, meanwhile, Gambit. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then he's also going to be doing Gambit for as as an X as an X Men spinoff or something. Uh, we you know we we believe. Um, so I guess my one what my question is: Do we are these two ever going to be? I would love to see more of these guys I mean, in you, movies that aren't. 20, jump are, are, are you trying to ask me if this is going to become a? If I could, Jack Lemon, Walter Matthau situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, I would, I would love to see them do more movies, but I guess my, does it work if it's not an odd couple movie every time? You, you know, know like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they will, and the reason why I don't know if they will is because number one, like you said. Uh, Tatum's very busy. Yeah. Got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, which isn't to say that Hill isn't, right, but no, but, very different no, styles but, of stuff. but for Hill, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. That right there, I mean, for me, that's a breakout. For yeah. Me. I mean, that's that's a far cry from anything he's done before. Yeah, Moneyball, I, I mean, he got nominated for Moneyball, too, but it was a very, diff- very, very different role. Yeah. For sure. I mean, as opposed to something like this, yeah. or any of the other stuff. That he- His stuff in Moneyball, I mean, not to say that he's not funny in Moneyball, he certainly has some funny stuff, but his, his Moneyball role is very subdued. He's basically kind of the same sort of, uh, he's playing a sort of a neurotic, more neurotic version, uh, more neurotic, less funny version of a lot of the characters he's played in other movies, basically. Um, Remember when he was in 40-Year-Old Virgin for six seconds? Yeah. Yeah, in fact, that's true. Uh, I just watched it the other day. Um, so, so yeah, so yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever see that. I feel like I want to see it, but I don't, I don't. I don't know if it's going to happen. It. Yeah, I don't know how committed they are to it. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, those two certainly get along. Like they are friends. I mean, I think that's a big part of the reason why Channing Tatum shows up in This Is the End for like you know. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it? 
I'm oh, aware of that's that. Such a good kid. Oh man. Well, I haven't. I mean, I haven't really ruined that's, it. That's it's it's fine. I mean, I would have appreciated. I mean, appreciate he's it. Just the same. he shows he shows don't up say, in a very don't small. Say role. That's all I'm gonna say. He shows up in a very small don't role, say and it's very funny. Else. It's very funny. It is very funny. Do you uh, have it? No, and I don't know why. I really should have that movie. It was okay. amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think their relationship is very solid. I don't think it's just like. They made this movie and it's a hit, so now they're going to make. They have to make more movies together. Like I, I think those two really get along. Like we watched them on Graham Norton uh, the other day, which well, I look. They're doing promotion. That's interesting but. though that you say like they get along very well, and I hope they do, and that'd be nice. But like in my head, in like the image I have of them, they're so very different. Oh sure. Like and it's even what I said to you when we were watching Graham Norton is part of what I like about Channing Tatum is he doesn't like feel the need to steal anyone's thunder. You know, like, he's Channing Tatum. He looks the way he looks. Like <laughs> He doesn't he need could to steal have, thunder. No, yeah. but it's like, he could have everyone's attention on him 24 hours a day if he wanted, but he seems to just, like, not care. Yeah. And I feel like maybe you could look at it pessimistically and be like, well, there's not much there, so he doesn't say anything because he doesn't have much to say, but I honestly don't think that's what it is. I think he just doesn't care, you know? He's just like a, he seems like a very normal, down-to-earth kind of guy, and like when we were watching Graham Norton, it's like Jonah Hill almost like needed to like be funny, and needed everyone to think he was funny, and he was being funny, but it was almost like Channing Tatum was like perfectly happy to be like, oh, he's like having a moment, and people are enjoying what he's doing, so I'm just gonna like sit back and let him have that kind of moment, and just like threw in a comment here and there, but for the most part was just kind of like, I'm in England, I'm having a good day, like whatever, (laughs) Jonah wants to be funny, he can be funny, and everyone can laugh at him, and I'm just going to kind of hang out here. There you go. I was like, I kind of love that about him, that he doesn't need all the attention on him constantly. Yeah. Because he so easily could be that guy, that like awful, douchey, fratty guy, you know, and instead he's just like, whatever, I'm perfectly happy, I have a wonderful life, I've got a happy family, and I've got a wonderful career, and I'm just so happy to be here, and you know what, whatever. Do you think he that he's that he does these partly to I don't want to say earn some geek cred, mm-hmm. but I mean you, I mean I mean look, he's forced choking out a guy in this movie, like he's certainly right. earning no, I mean, geek and, cred. And over the course of the last one, yeah, and also just the way like the, like Channing Tatum is exactly the kind of Hollywood actor I would hate <laughs> if it weren't for this kind of movie. Yeah, I would just hate well, him. Yeah, no, and I, I did hate him for a long time. Like, yeah, hate everything about him. Yeah, but seems all right to me now. He just can't, like, he's just seems so endearing. And like I said, I totally was won over by the fact we watched him host SNL, and then I was really enjoying him all throughout SNL, and then at the very, very end when he was doing his thank yous, he suddenly got very, like, I want to thank my mama! And I was like, where is he from? And I looked him up, and I was like, Alabama, no wonder I like you! <laughs> so it's like, he just seems like a good, nice and I can't help but root for him and I love him. You like to think of celebrities as people, which is... Some of them have to be! Otherwise, <laughs> I just hate everything. Well, no, 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 look. I, no, like, hold on, no, no. I said you like to think of them as people. So, yes, some of they Technically, they all have to be people. Well, no, but I'm saying some of them have to come her? through it and still be normal. Yes. Like, otherwise, I'm just going to be too depressed. I feel like Hollywood does make a lot of people terrible. But if it makes all of them terrible, I'm just going to be too depressed to be complicit in it anymore. I feel like some of them have to be normal, and some of them have to come through it and still be kind and nice and down-to-earth. And so when I feel like I see that in someone, I kind of, like, fixate on it. Because I'm just like, yes, be normal, be wonderful, don't be a jerk who gets money and a little bit of fame and then treats everyone like crap. See, or gets self-important. Well, this is what I was talking about when I... We didn't we sort of talked about it in last week's podcast, but when I wrote up the article for last week's podcast, I, I, I sort of went off on this tangent a little bit, um, about Tom Cruise. Um, that, you know, Tom Cruise's well, whole... berserk. Yeah, no, his, his whole career was basically derailed for a little while. Well, I shouldn't say that, but... You know, all all anyone could talk about Tom Cruise for like the better part of a Oprah. year. Yeah, it was him jumping up and down on Oprah's couch, arguing with Matt Lauer about medication and whether and psychiatry well, was. I was glib. gonna say, and that leaked Scientology video. Right, 
And all that, like, made all, no sense right. to anyone. And all of this so stuff. Many so many acronyms. So it's just, you know, that, and that became all anyone wanted to talk about in reference to Tom Cruise and, like, what he was actually doing in a movie all became secondary. And I feel like even though he's sort of come through the other side of that and that's not oh, necessarily... I don't know about Well, that. no, no, but this is the thing. Like, it's not all anyone's talking about anymore. Like, everyone's sort of like, oh, yeah, that was a thing that happened. But... Like, it does still feel like it has kind of tainted his career to a certain degree. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the Scientology thing is crazy. Yeah. But that's not my beef with Tom Cruise. My beef with Tom Cruise is that is your... It was you. It was your joke about Tom Cruise when The Last Samurai came out. Yes. Which was what? Repeat it for me. I know you know what it is. Yes. Don't fuck with me. It's starring Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise in The Last Tom Cruise. It's just... Exactly. It's just, like, he is the same fucking... All the time, even if even if he's doing a script, if he's doing a movie with yeah. a script that's a little less ordinary, like last week's Edge of Tomorrow, Tom, yeah, whatever Ed, Edge of uh, Independence yeah. Day, Groundhog Day, yeah, you, you don't ever see him as he's, not anything other than Tom Cruise. He's still gonna be Tom Cruise in everything. Yeah, that's why I got Channing Tatum needs to earn it with me. Yeah, more sure than. No, that, and, that's, and that's absolutely right, and that's a big part of why I didn't like Channing Tatum at first, when he was doing stuff like the first G.I. Joe movie, he was just like this vacant presence in these movies, and he was like this good-looking guy with no inner life, with no personality, right. and it wasn't, like, I mean, 21 Jump Street is really the movie that, that turned it around for me, me with too. Channing Tatum. Me too, sure, absolutely. I still don't like him as Gambit. Well, yeah. But I guess that remains to be seen. But that, but that's the thing. So, like, you know, you're right. But, you know, with Tom Cruise, I kind of don't care. And, that, I mean, you're right. That's There is a, definitely a distinction there between different types of actors, and you call it, like, character actors and movie stars or whatever. Who Although cares? that's we're fat. Yeah, exactly. But it, I, that's <laughs> not even necessarily the case anymore, because there are sort of pl- plenty of sort of character actors that, you know, will, you know, anchor a movie at this point. Um, but, I mean, but, yeah, when you see... Tom Cruise or uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey or Nicolas Cage. McConaughey's like, coming McCon- around. McConaughey he's skirts around. the line. McConaughey skirts the line. Yeah. He's he's more than just himself, uh, but you're never not aware because he is exactly. That's exactly right. Exactly. I mean, he he because he has such a distinctive personality on his own, just like Tom Cruise does, just like Nicolas Cage. You're never not aware that it's what's him your, in the movie. What, bullshit. What's your favorite Nic- Nicolas Cage movie? Seriously. Uh, that's really fucking hard, man. Uh, so easy. Well, no, because there's different... There's there's action Nicolas Cage, there's actor Nicolas what Cage. What is your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? I mean, it's... Come on. It's... Look, okay. Look. Come on. Out with it, boy. There's... There's two. All right. There's serious Nicolas Cage, and that's Leaving Las Vegas. All right. There's ridiculous Nicolas Cage, and that's National Treasure. Or The Rock. National Treasure of the Rock, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. Okay. Con Air, Nicolas Cage, like, there are all of these different iterations of Cage, but even whether we... He's think... all, but it's like, no matter, he's always Nicolas Cage. Exactly, no, that's exactly my point. Which is why, for me, it's The Rock. Yeah. Because Nicolas Cage, for me, is, he's the unlikely action hero. Sure, yeah, And absolutely. that's why, so The Rock... He's the balding fits. action hero. He's the, exactly, and it fits for me in The Rock, whereas in something like Con Air... Sure. All right. Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> it's all I can think of when I see Tom, when I see Con Air, which was also on TV the other day. Um, but no, but I mean, no, that's the thing. I don't, because of these things, like, there are these guys who their personality, their their own personality is sort of inextricably entwined with their on-screen persona, you right. know, like the types of role, the types of roles they're playing. Yes. Um but even in those cases, like Tom Cruise or, Tom, or, Nick, or Nick Cage, I don't care about them as people. Like, Nick Cage, you know, I don't know anything about him. didn't pay his taxes for a better part of a decade. Like, Tom Cruise belongs to a wacky religion. Like, I kind of don't care as long as they're in good movies and they're doing good work. Like, I don't really you're give a, a shit about their personalities, you see, know? Like, I was about to say you're a better man than I am, but I don't know if that's true because it's not that I don't care, it's that I don't care to know. Yeah, I don't follow that shit. Well, no, I don't. And, I don't either. And I know Jamie, you spend you know, you're much more in tune with who's married to who and what's going on in in just, celebrities' personal lives. I just that's just never been of interest. I, to me, I so. just I just think that 
people who can. That's not. So that's not to belittle. I'm not. I'm not putting you down for that. I'm just saying, like, that's a element right, of right, the right. business I don't. I've never stop. focused on that. That hole that you're digging. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop doing that for a minute. Anyway, my point being is that I feel like the actors who can completely disappear into their roles. Yeah. I feel like that's something better. There's one other thing we got to talk about, and that's the closing credits, basically. I feel like... All the things. So we talked about the idea of sequels that don't live up to their originals, and that it's basically that this is a sequel that is as funny as it is, and that just works on these many levels, is pretty much a miracle. At the same time, I feel like, you know, yes, it would be a no-brainer to greenlight 23 Jump Street this week. But I also feel like that end credits gag, where they go through all of the possible iterations of other Jump Street, yeah, just completely preempts yeah, any sequel. I feel like, I feel like was, it negates. I feel like that was them purposely being like, like we are not doing We're yeah. done with this. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of fantastic. Yeah, I think that might good, be my favorite thing in the whole. It movie. was a well, good way to go. Yes, no, I loved it. But also, like the Entertainment Weekly thing I was reading just now was talking in interviewing the two of them, and they were both saying that like they don't like sequels. Mm -hmm. And that's part of why they made this joke, like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to constantly make a joke about how ridiculous it is that we're making a sequel. Yeah. And, and I mean, maybe they'll back up the Brinks truck or whatever. But I really feel like, given that attitude, they're not going to want to do a third one. Like, they did the sequel because it was a funny joke and they could make a joke about it the whole right. time, about how stupid it is that they're doing a sequel. And they but made then that that's joke. it. Yeah. And then you make that joke and you do that credit sequence and it's done. Yeah. And it's perfect. And so I feel like you're never going to get them back for a third one. No. No, I, I agree, but, and I don't but, think there's any need for a third one. You're right. Like, that that was no. sort of the joke. And, yeah. like, I mean, there is a... there. I guess there is a... You could sort of make a joke about trilogies and yeah. bringing everything back to the, to the first one. It reminds me of another comedy... Uh, series where they sort of bring make that joke about trilogies, and that's uh, The Hangover. The, the oh. third Hangover movie, which, you know, not very good. I mean, better than the second one, I, I guess. Do, I but any of them. Yet. Yeah. No, I mean, it. The, their whole point is that, you know, the second one is it's in a more exotic location, and it's bigger, and it's more elaborate, and they spend more money on all the shit. And then the third one is that, like, everything that happens in the third one is a consequence of something that happened in the very first one. And that, like, all of these characters come back, and that it's all sort of comes full circle. Um, and so, I mean, there, you know, I guess you could make kind of that reference or that kind of commentary know, on like, trilogies, but I don't think we need to see that. Yeah, and I don't know what could come first, could come full circle when the second one is already such a comment on the first one. Right, like, no, exactly. Nothing can come full circle at this point. It's already happened. I agree. Well, maybe they'll just do something else. Maybe this is the genesis of another odd couple. So I think we're, I think it's that time, Heart of the Ghostbusters. Heart oh, of the Ghostbusters man. for 22 Jump Street. It's hard. That's very difficult. No, it isn't. Well, I'm I having, think it's pretty difficult. I'm having the opposite problem that I had last week. Last yeah. week, I didn't like anybody. This well, this time, I like, like a lot everybody. of people. I don't like everybody, but I like a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, well, Jamie, do you, you seem you seem pretty you seem ready assured. To go. You seem ready to go. Hit it. Channing. Channing Tatum. Of course you're going with Channing uh, Tatum. Yeah. I mean, look, he's, he's fantastic. He's lovable. What's he's not to so love? He's funny. Yeah, he is. I love him. He is. He's hilarious. Uh, Bartholomew, I've got some. I've got some thoughts. I've got some ideas. What, what do you think? I was debating the merits of Ron Swanson for a while. Yeah. No, because if you're going to go with Ron Swanson, you go the full Ron Swanson. Yeah, you go with Ron you Swanson. Don't go, you and don't that go is a tail imitation. You're of you're Swanson. correct. Yes. You're correct, Jamie. Yes. You're correct. <laughs> that is correct. And that is the reason why I'm going with Ice Cube. Ice Cube. So. That's exactly what Today I... Today was a good day. day. <laughs> uh, any, any, particular, any particular reason other than the ice cube Eyebrows. All? The eyebrows, man. <laughs> Anyone who can glare like that, That's I want to have a drink the with many, you, cowboy. The many like, scowls of ice cube. Uh, so I was actually going to say the same thing. I was also going to go with ice cube. And then... Well, that's because you and I are drift compatible. I know. And then I remember <laughs> made a face correctly Jamie, again. You made a face. She also she always makes a face. Mm -hmm. I was also going to go with Ice Cube, and then I thought better of it because I remembered the Yangs, and I feel like I want to drink with the uh, Yangs. Shit, that's really good. That's right, mine. Right, the Yangs are fucking. That that you would be so much fun. To change. That no, I'm sticking with Ice Cube. You know why? Yeah, pranks. 
pranking Ice Cube or doing pranks with Ice Cube. You get drunk with Ice Cube, you know shit's going to get weird at some point. (laughs) Whereas those two guys, you drink with them, it's going to be amusing for like half an hour. They might feed you accidental Wi-Fi race. Yeah, man. Yeah, and then then things could only get more awesome from there. That's like a massive drug, though. That's the most horrifying drug you could ever have. Yes, and to just like be like, oh, you didn't know that thing you've been eating had this like insane drug in it? No, that is not okay. That sort of thing is like my nightmare. Don't do that. Yeah, no, it makes me super focused for a while (laughs) and then ridiculous. Law school. I was going to say, and that's actually... You need to tell people the Things that's like, a roofie, bro. Like I, I told this. I was like, and, it, and again, like this is the end. Like this is not a spoiler, but like there is a recurring thing, and this is the end where someone just like keeps blowing coke in people's faces. And I was like, I didn't know I had that nightmare until I saw this movie, and now this is my nightmare. Like you should not be allowed to do things like that. Like. I don't want you to blow cocaine in my face because now I have cocaine in my system and it's against my will and I don't want it and I'm going to go into, like, a fear coma in the corner of, like, (laughs) what is about to happen to me. Like, you should not be allowed to do that to a person. fear coma? Yes. Fear coma. You should not be allowed because I would just be paralyzed with the fear of, like, holy crap, now there's cocaine in my system and I didn't want it there and I wasn't mentally prepared for this and what is about to happen to me and I'm going to go insane and I would just curl up into a ball and die. So you can't do that to someone! You can't be like, here's this insane drug and by the way, I've been feeding it to you for the last couple of hours. I had six Sorry. of these. Yeah. No! no I know, here's the Not th- okay! Here's the thing I think that I, you know, we kind of skipped this, but I think is also really, uh, really <laughs> impressive about this is, uh, really impressive about this movie Again, hearkening back to the original, the, the drug in 21 Jump Street is fantastic. All the phases. I don't even of, remember. Oh, yeah. So, Holy, I, so I haven't seen 21 since the theater, the theater? I don't think. Okay. The, the, in uh, 21, the drug is called Holy Fucking Shit. Uh, okay. and, and they go through different phases. There's like five different phases of the drug. And each one is really hilarious in the way they play out throughout the movie. I only remember the later ones. There's uh, like... There's something. And then there's, there's the giggles. Yeah, there's the giggles. giggles tripping major ball sack. And uh, then over falsity of confidence. Of confidence. confidence. And fuck then, yeah, motherfucker. Fuck yeah, motherfucker. And, and then a sleepiness. sleepiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Three, four, and five are really the best. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this one, we also get a good a good uh, name. Why it's called Wi-Fi? Uh, which work hard? Yes. Play hard? Yes. Uh, which is. Which is which is feels like going a mile for. I just you think know. that's making fun of Yolo. Yeah, which is fine with. Me. Which yeah, is, I'm always okay I was with. I say like I don't like I don't curse a lot in general because I feel like if you curse all the time, it like negates the point. The point. Yes, exactly. Like if what happens then if you like drop a hammer on your foot? What are you supposed to say so that it actually means anything? Yeah, it's all about the like fucking inflection. All the time, anything. <laughs> but what I like, Let's see what you did there. Thank you. Chicken Tatum again makes me want to like curse at random nothing things more because like his like serious and sadness when he curses out random objects like in the first <laughs> one in the first one it's like when he's so angry at glee because he feels Fuck you, glee. Yeah, because he feels like glee has reversed the high school paradigm so that he can't be cool anymore and he's just like so honestly angry at glee fuck you glee and then like in this one just like when he, like, can't Diffuses get the Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi for Wi-Fi. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, the Wi-Fi drug for the Wi-Fi. I can't, I don't, fuck you, brain. Like, <laughs> and then he's so excited about the doves in the first one, and then this one, all the doves get his way. doves? doves? Like, he's just, like, so serious about it. Like, I just, I feel like I need to do that more often now. Like, washing dishes and things go right. Plates. Like, like, that's all I want to do now. Which I'm, is part of why he is my heart of the Ghostbusters. I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, no, I but but I like that they that they keep making up with these ridiculous drugs. You know, uh, yeah. uh, and this one is uh, it's half uh, it's like half Ritalin and half ecstasy. So you uh, you get hyper Adderall. Ha, yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Half Adderall, half ecstasy. So you get hyper focused, and then and then you trip totally. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What do you think of their tripping? Scene. The tripping scene was re- the music. Love- the music in the tripping scene is amazing. Doing his little dance, riding the tiny Lamborghini is amazing. How much 
fun did they have making this movie? Oh yeah. my god, so much. You reminded me. And then Jonah Hill's dancing. What was it? It was um, Creed. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, no. It was uh, it? no, it was something awful. Can you take Isn't me it, higher? No, that's Creed. Oh no, that is Creed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Jonah Hill in his like hellscape, like Snoopy dancing to Creed. Everything's <laughs> like, the worst. Oh god, yeah, no. The, the drug stuff is fucking phenomenal. So. So yeah, all right. So uh, Channing and Ice Cube and uh, and the Yang Twins. Those are our, those are our hearts of the Ghostbusters. Uh, I would drink with any, I would drink with all of those guys. Yeah, that'd be all right. Well, let's change. We'll change gears. I don't have a lot. It felt it was kind of a slow week this week. Yeah. Well, um, wait, something happened. What happened? Well, uh, Harrison Ford sprained his ankle on a door on the door oh, of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, which is which is what happens. Hilarious. Um, literally getting too old for this shit. Yeah. Uh, the Birdman trailer is oh, Birdman. possibly the most exciting thing. Supposed to Harvey Birdman. Yes. No, Michael Keaton, you know, look, Bart and I, you know, we share a very strong fondness for the Keaton Batman. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So the idea, and, and he's someone who has really kind of dropped off the map. Rubble the cop. last handful Rubble of cop. years. Well, no, I mean he's he's come back in the last like two two three years or so. But for about you know six or seven years at least before that, you know, yeah, he was he was off the off the grid basically. Um, yeah, he showed up in RoboCop. Uh, he shows he's he's got a great uh, role in uh, the other guys, which is another Adam McKay movie actually, with the one with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell as cops. Uh, and Michael Keaton is their boss. He's like the police captain, and basically he's got a great running gag where he's constantly quoting TLC lyrics, and like, but but then denies it. Wait, isn't he also going to be in uh, Need for Speed? Well, he was. Yeah, he was in Need for Speed. Did that already happened. That already happened. Oh, uh, he was in Need for Speed. I don't. We we got to watch that movie. We didn't see that movie. I think he's like a radio DJ or something, like a pirate radio guy. I don't know. It's, is it's he weird out? Yeah, it's possible. Or Robin Williams. Uh, he had a great. There was a uh, Larry David did a, a movie for HBO uh, where Michael Keaton played this fucking bonkers like Martha's Vineyard native who he's helps cool. him blow up a house and shit. He's it's fucking great awesome. At playing crazy. People. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's and it. that's why I'm excited to see him in Birdman. Yeah. He's a he's a, a an actor, a burnt out older actor who. Was once famous for playing a superhero, and uh, now uh, he's not typecast. At I all. know, right? Literally, look at the ad, Junior Birdman, and now he's literally playing Birdman. Yeah. Um. And and now he, you know, it's many years later, and he might be a little insane. He might not be. It remains to be seen, I guess. He's got a great cast: uh, Emma Watson, uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Emma Stone. Did I say Emma Watson? I bet Emma Stone. Emma Stone, Zach Galifianakis, Andrea Riceborough, uh, uh, Ed, Ed Norton, and <laughs> Ed uh, Norton getting slapped. Yep, like a, in in his tidy whiteies. Yeah, and Naomi Watts. I'm always excited about comedy Naomi Watts. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for shades of I Heart Huckabee's there. Um, oh, man, another movie I haven't seen in a long but time. But it also just looks gorgeous. Though. I mean, it looks funny and weird, but also like the cinematography looks incredible. Um, the it, it you, almost you, looks you like you know a, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Well, it, one or the other, I suppose. I can only hope for awesomeness. Well, yeah. Um, but the you know the other interesting story that that started floating around this week, and the rumor is that DC has been sort of secretly putting together a massive slate of movies for the next couple of years between 2016 and 2018. Um, and that, that this will all come to light at, at Comic-Con this year, which, you know, it's about a month and a half away. Um, but th- it's, it's an inc- if it's true, it's kind of astounding. Uh, well, I actually think I heard a little bit about this. The slate is as follows. You have, uh, it's starting with Batman, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, whatever that... Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Um, after that, a Shazam movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, right. Don't uh, get those mixed up. After that, a Sandman movie, and we've actually heard about this in the past. That Joseph Gordon-Levitt is supposed to be writing and directing and potentially starring in this. Actually. Really? Yeah. That's 
It's a DC. It's a DC, it's a DC comic. It's not really in the DC universe. I was gonna say I had no idea that that had anything to do with DC. No, it's not in the like DC Justice League type universe. He's not going to be in Justice League or anything like that. But it's a it's a DC comic property. So it's mm-hmm. something that they that they possess basically. Um, so whether it exists in that whether it would exist in the same cinematic universe is an interesting proposition. I don't think that it will. It feels like very in a different dimension kind yeah. of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, after that, uh, would come Justice League, and then Wonder Woman, and then a Flash and Green Lantern team-up movie, which seems interesting. And unlikely. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know why those two together, I'm not, I'm not quite well, sure. Well, especially with a Flash TV show. And, right. And I don't know, I mean, have we heard anything about Green Lantern? No, oh, it's not going to be Ryan Reynolds. They, that no, 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 part no, no, of no. the story was that they you know, they're recasting some of this. Right, no, 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 but I mean, is it is it recasting or rebooting? Oh, no, it'll be a reboot. It'll it'll be a complete... So we're just ignoring Ryan Reynolds' yeah. Green Lantern altogether. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I didn't hate Green Lantern, Ryan, or Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. I didn't hate Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. I hated that movie. I hated the, like, the version of the character they created. I think Ryan Reynolds could have been the guy to play Hal Jordan. I think that was just a shitty version of Hal Jordan. I, but I didn't hate, uh... All the Oa stuff. No, everything on Oa is fantastic. And then what's his name? Uh, the villain. Yeah. Or the future. The future villain. It would be... Sinestro. Sinestro, yes. It's like Sinister? That's not right. Yeah, and then, no, you're pretty close, though. When your name is Sinestro, don't you know you have to be evil you at some point? You yeah. bad guy. Isn't that... It's like Maleficent. There's no way... If your name is Maleficent, you're not you're, a good you're, guy. You're just... You're yeah. Good. I think it's interesting that it's listed as a team-up and not, like... Flash v versus, versus Green Lantern. Yeah, Flash v Green Lantern, another Supreme Court case coming to, coming to a theater near you. Um, so th- oh, I, we got ping. But what if that was the idea? Like, I actually kind of love the idea of them if, if that's like just a straight up team up movie, like almost like an odd couple buddy cop movie. Like that could be that could be kind of entertaining, um, especially yeah. when you, you know Green Lantern is literally part of an intergalactic police force, so, you know, if he had to recruit Flash for some particular mission, like, that could be fun. Uh, Trying to think of a reason why that would happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, And then after that would be, uh, the last one on the list is Man of Steel 2, which is interesting only because uh, everyone had sort of assumed that Batman v Superman was, was yeah, basically was Man of Steel 2, Um, that this was sort of supposed to be the direct sequel. Which, you know, and that actually opens a door that I think is very interesting, mm-hmm. because it's something that we haven't seen Marvel do yet, which is, you know, Marvel's, you know, they've put out all of these movies, but none of them have just sort of been uh, a movie sort of of its own merits. <laughs> Guardians is sort of the closest we're going to get, but everything's been, you know, a, a, an individual franchise, so Iron Man... Thor, mm-hmm. Captain America, and then yeah. it's Iron Man 2, Thor 2, Captain America. Like, they, they have their own little roads that they follow, and right. then they all intersect at the Avengers, and then they split off again. Right. And then they, you know, this is sort of the, you know, the diagram that they've, that they've constructed. Yeah, yeah, Guardians, yeah. and we'll see how Guardians ends up fitting into all of this, in that they are, they start off as a team. And Guardians, you know, I think, is going to follow the same pattern yeah, I mean, I think we'll maybe, get a, we'll get. A, I mean, no, I mean, I think we're going to get a Guardians two, and they'll show up in a future event. Well, I mean, I mean, if, if they're really doing the thing with what's his name, then they, yeah, with Brolin as Thanos, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, that's I think that's going to be that'll be what ties them in. Yeah. Um, but you know, the idea that this Batman versus Superman movie is not going to be considered the direct sequel to Superman, and that it's also launching Batman. It totally is. Well, no, I mean, it means. Are you kidding me? Well, chronologically it is, but if another movie comes out afterwards that is literally called Man of Steel 2. They're not going to call it Man of Steel 2. Well, no, I. They're going to call it Superman, Dawn of the Day of the Bullshit or something. <laughs> That's entirely possible. Um, but, you know, it, you know, it basically. Oh, it, like, it kind of. Superman 2, who took my underwear? Like. <laughs> Who took my tidy readies? Yeah. Uh, not well, no, but I mean, it, it sort of sets up Batman v Superman as sort of just the launching pad for Justice League, as like the prologue to Justice or League. Or the redheaded stepchild that's crap. Yeah, I don't know. DC has so much proving to do. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, there's... And, and apparently, the you know, the other like footnote to this story is that uh, 
the part of the reason we haven't heard any of this stuff yet, mm-hmm. um, is that, and they want to make a big splashy announcement at Comic Con, is that they literally want to line up all of the. They want to do basically kind of what they did with Avengers, which is when they announced we're doing the Avengers, mm-hmm. they brought everybody on stage and said, hey, "Here we are, here we have the Avengers." They they've apparently been trying to what line they, up. Have they cast everybody? Well, no, they haven't yet. Well, I mean, that's apparently that's what's holding well, them up. I mean, is that they want We've wanna... got a Wonder Woman. We've got a Superman. We've got a Batman. Right. We also have a cyborg. What? It, who's cyborg? Uh, I don't remember what his name is. He's a, some, a, TV, some a British. I think he's a British TV actor. All right. Um, so um, I don't remember is, his name. Is the TV Flash the Flash? I don't. They haven't said. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like they're going to keep those things very separate. Um, that's weird. You can't yeah, have two flashes at the same time. Well, I think that the TV universe is going to exist in a very different. I mean, we're gonna, we have a Green Arrow, we have a Flash. We're getting a Gotham Batman prequel series, like. But well, I don't that, think those are supposed to stay connected the way that like Agents of Shield does to the see, Marvel that's, universe. That's. I don't know if this. Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it if it works. Yeah. If it doesn't work, well, then it doesn't work. Right. And that's all I got. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, for the record, I hope it works. I yeah, love no, these characters. Course, yeah. I just, I just, they have, so they've yeah. gone about everything in a really weird I know, fashion. Well, so apparently they wanted to, that's sort of their thing, is they wanted to, uh, you know, get all of these people signed in to contracts ahead of time so that they could have them, you know, do cameos in some of these early movies so that they, and then they show up in a Justice League movie. Um, I think it's interesting that there is not a Batman on this list. I'm sorry. That there, that this, this is a slate of movies between 2016 and 2018, and Batman does not have his own movie on this list. I'm not that surprised. Well, I'm only surprised in that he's going to be in this next movie, Batman v Superman. Too he'll, soon, Junior. He'll be in Justice League the following year, I suppose. Um, I, I, I would be. I would. Mm. I mean, they're already rebooting the character. They've already I, basically rebooted right, the character, no, and they cast a very high-profile guy. I'm wondering if this is Affleck's thing. If Affleck doesn't want to be, if he, you know, I'll do this and I'm going to do Justice League and whatever, but, like, he's not interested in, you know, doing a superhero movie every year for maybe, the next five years. Maybe they're just letting the character rest. I'm okay I mean, with I, that. I mean, the Nolan trilogy was a thing. Yeah. That, that was a beat. Yeah, in, absolutely. In cinema. Yeah. Uh, and the character could use a little rest. No, I'm and, totally and, and I'm, fine with I'm that. Like, like you said earlier, I'm very glad that the version of Batman we're going to be getting is no origin nonsense. Right. We know he's just he's just Batman. He yep. just is Batman. Yep. Fine. I'm. That's good. That's fine with me. I don't think we need more Batman by himself right now. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of Batman by himself. Yeah. No, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's great. I. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. That might be. That might actually be the best. That could prove to be the wisest choice that they're making right now. Yeah. Um, yeah until people right. are hungry for Batman again. Yeah, no, exactly. In which case... Well, well, he's a little inundated at the uh, moment, I mean... You know? A little oversaturated. They, they might want to get Justice League out into the world and then see whether people want more Batman. Yeah, and then, see how it goes. And then, you know, let them eat cake. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's all I got. Um, you know, uh, next week, uh, there's really nothing strong coming out next week it's kind of an off week maybe next week we can dig into the you know what we should do we should watch Dark City well oh, well, I, so you know, there's a director's cut of that I've been meaning or, to check or something out. that we haven't seen in years yeah um, well either that or uh, you know Obvious Child starring Jenny Slate who we Our went friends, to high school with we did uh, just premiered here in Boston this week it's been in LA and New York for about the last week it's getting really like I've yet to read a bad review. Time wrote like three different pieces about it this week. Hmm. Um, a lot, a lot of really good buzz. And last week, it, it was only playing in like six theaters in New York and L.A. And it outgrossed per the out the per theater gross was higher than The Fault in Our Stars, which was the number one movie last week that made like you know many millions of dollars. Hmm. Um, I mean, and it outgrossed it per theater by a lot. So. Um, so there's a lot of really good buzz. This and this is probably going to be sort of a star launching vehicle for her. I think. Get her on um, the phone. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't have her number, but uh, we'll, we, can, we can probably check. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what I can do. Uh, but you know, that would be a good one to watch if it's hopefully it's still playing next weekend. You know, I, I, I want like to get. I want to watch that and then get Jenny on the phone and ask her about like. 22 Jump Street, maybe. Last <laughs> <laughs> well, year about other movies. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's definitely a good way to do that. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, thank you, Bart, for uh, for coming as always. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And uh, lovely wife Jamie is asleep on the couch, ladies and gentlemen. She's passed out, and Nemo is sitting in her lap and licking my knee. So you can follow me on the Facebooks and on the Twitter at Daily Screening, uh, as well as Instagram and other social media networks as well. Uh, and of course, not, not Pinterest. And not not Pinterest. Uh, and of course, on the website uh, DailyScreening.com. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. It's not not what you sound like.